You're listening to CFO Trends, brought to you by Mesh Payments. CFO Trends tackles the critical pains, challenges, and opportunities of today's CFO and finance leaders. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking with Emil Vasilev, who is the VP of Finance at Cherry, as he shares his thoughts on life balance in finance and why it's important for finance, CFO, FP&A, and accounting professionals to focus on their energy balance and making sure that they're bringing their best to their teams, their families, and their organization. So, Emil, welcome to CFO Trends. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So as we talked about, we're coming into the summer months, depending upon where you're listening to this from, you may be listening to it in Europe or in Brazil, and you're like, Chris, it's wintertime. But I think the topic we're going to talk about here today is life balance in finance, right? And I think a lot of there's been a lot of studies and there's been a lot of like quiet quitting and all the different things that are going on about having the right balance. And I know for finance, we're always with the uncertainty and challenge that a lot of finance teams are facing. Finding really like that balance is a challenging place right now. So to kick off the conversation, the first thing I want to talk about is what are some challenges that you see for finance professionals to really find that optimal work, life work, whatever you phrase, like balance in their current roles? Yeah, absolutely. I think for all of us, especially in the last three, four years, this has been front and center, right? How do we find the balance? How do we integrate work into our daily routine and also family and interests and other non-work things? It's tricky. It's hard, right? A lot of people are feeling burnt out, maybe not on a continuous basis, but at least once a quarter when the crunch time happens, there could be a couple of weeks of really hard, a lot of hard work, not much sleep. And that gets compounded with family and personal things as well. So it's not an easy time to be working in finance or to be working remotely or to be in tech or any other sort of high pace industry right now in 2023. And mm -hmm. I think because it's become so hard and we have so much going on, it's even more important that we pay real attention to good ways, good habits of keeping our energy high in order to go through all this. Yeah. And when we come in finance, we're probably one of the only pieces of it, of the organization that has our cycles, right? Like we always have our month in close. We have our quarter close. We probably have our quarterly board reports. We have our <laughs> annual audit. We have our <laughs> annual fiscal year. We operate in quarters. And for me, I think it's, it's very important for, because some other people in the business, they op, they don't operate in such a calculated cadence that we do, right? Mm -hmm. They operate maybe in monthly or quarterly sort of things and there's big pushes around that. And I think like one of the points that you talked about that I want to dive into a little bit more is you talked about habits and strategies, right? Mm -hmm. I know one thing that really helps me is I like from a life balance and just prioritization perspective, and I want I'm curious to get your habits and strategies and tactics too. But one thing that helps me with just like prioritizing things as I'm building fresh FP&A and working with clients and partners and teammates and all the whole sh shebang is something called the Eisenhower matrix. And basically what the Eisenhower matrix does, it's a real, it's, it's from Dwight Eisenhower, 
which was a U.S. president. And I don't, for trivia, I would get this wrong on Jeopardy because I don't know what president he was. But <laughs> he came up with a matrix that really grouped like priority and task based on two different things, importance and urgency. So, for example, if something was a important and urgent item, that's something you should tackle like immediately. Right. So when you wake up, when I wake up, I look in my matrix at the top left and I look in important and urgent and I look at that and I'm like, this is what I need to get done. And then there's some things that are important, but not urgent. And those are things I can plan for. So that's been a really great strategy and tactic and framework that I've utilized to help me prioritize. So I'm not feeling this like overwhelmed about every task that I get is just, I need to get it done right now. I need to get it done right now. What will be some strategies, tactics, or frameworks that you utilize to give you like that work life, life work, or optimized balance in your career? Absolutely. I think the Eisenhower method is great. I use a version of that myself and I also use different project management software to plan out the quarter. We also at the company, my current company, we use the OKR framework at the, not only the individual, the department level, but the individual level as well. So that helps plan out the quarter ahead. And you can think of it in months or even weeks of where do I need to be to actually hit those goals. So that has been very helpful on the work side, I think another key aspect of this is personal management, right? We have all these frameworks on how do we manage our workload, how do we manage our teams, stakeholders, et cetera, but where do we fit in into that, right? Right, And, and it often, we become the last thing that we pay attention to oftentimes, mm. right? And it is, it's almost like a hidden tax that we bear, right? We spend our waking hours and energy working on building things for ourselves, for the company, et cetera. But oftentimes if we neglect ourselves, our energy suffers, our health suffers. There is this saying that I heard from a mentor of mine that people in business and especially in finance that's applicable we what we do is we spend half of our half of our health or we spend half of our health generating wealth and then we have to spend half of our wealth gaining back the health that we've lost dang that's dude that's fire yeah. i love that dude and so we just need to ask ourselves is that an intelligent equation is that an intelligent way of doing things and i think not and specifically to your question about frameworks, happy to dive into something that I follow personally, if you want now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's no, do it. Absolutely. This is a framework for energy management and peak performance. It's something nice. that I learned about 10 years ago, back when I was working investment banking and really had to deal with a lot of long hours and stress. And this is a framework that's taught to athletes and C-level execs and also people in the armed forces normally. I got to learn that as well through a friend. And it has four buckets to it. And it's a framework for energy management. Nice. And the whole concept here is that the quality of our lives, the quality of our output is directly correlated with how much energy we have. 
an easy way to think about it is, okay, you come back home after a long day, you sit on a couch, and then you get one email from your boss asking you to do the simplest thing, which would take you five minutes. But how do you feel about it? Horrible. You're Horrible, like, right? why do I got to do this now? I'm exactly. in chill mode. Exactly. Yeah. You're done. You're done. And we've all been there. And yet the flip side of that is if our energy is high, if we're enthusiastic, if we're recharged, even the biggest challenge that we get, the attitude is like, oh, yeah, I'll get it done. I have no idea how, but I'll get through this. Thanks. There's this valor. There's this enthusiasm. And the only difference there is our energy level. So if we pay attention to that's something that we can control, right? We can't control the outside circumstances and things that get thrown on us, but we can control our energy level. And there's four pieces to that, right? We, all of us get our energy from different sources, right? They're just mm-hmm. the regular ones, sleep, food, that's that this is basics, right? All of them are actually, I would say, very fundamental and basic. The third is breath, right? It's mm. under, it's overlooked. We all breathe at all times, hopefully. And But when we harness the breath in particular ways, then that can be a very powerful source of energy and a very powerful way to just switch context, right? In three, four minutes... You can regain your energy during a afternoon slump at 2.30. And there's specific techniques around that. And then the fourth bucket of that framework is what I would call a calm, collected state of mind. Mm. And the most direct way to access that, in my experience, has been meditation. Nice. I've been a proponent of meditation and breath work for some time now. I teach it as part of a nonprofit called the Art of Living Foundation as well. And so that has been, has dramatically improved my quality of life and balance and also output throughout my career. So that's, those are the four key buckets and there's more detail to it that we can get into, but I'll pause here. Yeah, I love how you broke that down, man. And I think too many times for all the listeners, right? Like we look at, and I look, listen, I'll give a personal example of where I knew I wasn't at my top energy level, right? Like I came into this conversation, I'm like energized because I get to talk to a really good friend of mine and a great finance professional that I've learned a tremendous amount from. So my energy level is good, right? But I remember like being in public accounting, right? And you're talking about those four key elements of it. And I know for me, I wasn't at my best in public accounting when I get out of school, right? I wasn't sleeping well. I was putting in all these hours. I was eating unhealthy. I didn't definitely, I don't know the other two, didn't even focus on my breathing. Didn't even focus on my mental clarity. And I think to me, this holistic view is like a lot of people probably just stop with, but you'd be surprised how if you make improvements in one of those areas, like if you start sleeping better, right? You start sleeping better, and then you're like, all right, I got a little bit more energy. I feel more recovered. I feel more relaxed. That not only helps you physically, but it, there's countless studies on how sleep is like probably one of the best remedies that people can get. 
And then also the food intake that you get, right? Like the fuel that you're putting into your body, right? That's another one. And I think a lot of people just look at those as two foundation baselines and say, hey, I stopped there. I, I learned the breathing aspect of it in amateur boxing, <laughs> right? So I learned that I was able to, my coach taught me, Chris, one of the ways you're gassing out in your energy level for your fights where you're just feeling so depleted at the end and you just feel like you just exhausted everything was you're not focusing on your breathing in the chaos, right? You're not finding your calmness and clarity when people are throwing punches at you, right? And when I started focusing on my breathing and I started focusing and taking deep breaths and just like having this, this almost ever interval of it, it really helped me in terms of like my energy and it helped me throughout the day. And I haven't gotten into the meditation thing, but I've heard from people and there's studies around that too, that shows, you know, when you're able to get into that mental clarity and just slow down, I think too many finance professionals, we are running like zero to a hundred all the time. And sometimes you're able to speed up when you slow down. Exactly. So, for me, like that's so important. I love how you really articulated that balance for a lot of professionals in those four elements. Never. So diving into one of those, if you're if, for the listeners out there, the accounting, finance, FPNA, and all the professionals that are going to be listening to this, right? If you were to focus on one of those areas that could probably make the most immediate impact, like from a conversation right now, what would be one of the areas that you would focus on for the listeners? I would say breaths. That to me is the most immediate, most bank for your buck levels of energy upliftment that can happen. Because literally in three, four minutes, if you do specific techniques, you're able to really uplift your energy. One such technique, we can't necessarily demonstrate it here, but <laughs> it's called yogi coffee or bellows breath. And so if some of the listeners are curious, they can look that up online. Um, but it's an active breathing technique, which I personally do daily in the morning. That's my morning coffee. I actually stopped drinking caffeine over time as a result. And I also do it in the afternoon if I feel low, energy low, a lull in 2.30, 3 p.m. I think the thing about the breath is that all of these different buckets, the four buckets of energy, um, we can survive a couple weeks perhaps. If we're lucky without food, maybe a week without sleep or maybe longer, again, depending on the person, we can survive a whole life without a peaceful state of mind. Yep. But without breath, we only have a couple of minutes. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a core source of energy and probably in finance terms has the most opportunity for arbitrage. So it's the most overlooked and the most potent way to get your energy up. The technique, the specific technique that I do as part of my morning practice is called Sky Breath. It stands for Sudarshan Kriya. It's, it comes from the East, comes from India, and has been tested in more than 100 peer-reviewed studies. And in my personal experience is the the most powerful technique that I've done. Yeah, and I love, and for all the listeners, I think definitely check those out. And I've actually had the opportunity live of you testing and doing some of those. And you can tell from the entire group, right? I'm going to vouch for it. I'm yeah. not just saying it's all like smoke and mirrors. You got a stamp of approval from Chris Ortega, right? Oh. I've seen those things too. And it's just, 
you have to be conscious of that. And I think too many finance professionals, we don't have that check-in, so to speak. And I've struggled with this. Everybody struggled with it. I just, we're sitting at June 15th and I'm like, it's Thursday and half, I was, I had that moment of clarity this morning where I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, it's June 15th. It's Thursday. There's one more day of the week. There's 15 days in the first half of the year. And even I stopped and paused and I said, Chris, I need to go for a walk. And I would probably add like a fifth element to that, right? Mm -hmm. Getting like natural sunlight, Mm -hmm. definitely when it's like summertime. Mm -hmm. And I found this to be like helpful for me in my like work-life balance as like building my own business and working with clients is like when I get that 10 to 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to go for a simple walk. And I'm not, and here's the biggest part of it. What I don't bring my phone. Yeah. Right. I don't bring my phone. Totally. I don't bring anything. I just I go for a walk and I just let my mind wherever my mind wants to take me. If it wanted to take me to I haven't. Oh, Chris, it's seven o'clock at night and I haven't eight. Right. Like wherever my mind's going to take me, I'm just going to let it go. But I think as people can think about like you got it. And in this work, like remote environment that we are, you've got to take that time to say, hey, man, how can I just take a break? Pause. 15 minutes is not going to, there's not going to be disasters happening in 15 minutes. Maybe it does, right? I've seen banks go down in a day, so maybe we're exaggerating. But I think as you can like really, as you're talking about, focus on those areas. Like you have to be intentional behind it. You have to totally put in the work. And it's, these are things that you could implement and take away like immediately. Exactly. And it's not complicated. It doesn't have to be like a complete overhaul of your lifestyle. Just one or two things, as you mentioned earlier, a little bit more sleep. You go to bed a little earlier and start making that a habit. That pays off, right? It's incremental improvement day by day. And all of a sudden, three weeks later, you feel completely different. And then from that point, you can take on even more changes, right? Oh, even more improvement. And you keep keep improving over time. And it's it starts paying off right away. I think, and I love your point, right? I think for all the listeners, here's my challenge to them, right? They need to set an OKR around those four elements, I right? love Let's that. get a, let's go. We love finance, right? We set OKRs around revenue growth. We want revenue growth to grow. Yeah. We want to increase our revenue. We want to increase our new customer acquisition by 30% in the first half of the year, right? Yeah. I think as finance professionals, we can take that same discipline that we own and operate in, right? And that we're experts in, And take that same philosophy and say, hey, you know what? I want to start sleeping seven to eight hours on a weekly basis in the next two weeks or so. Or from the food perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I want to start, I want to, I want to eat healthy meals and not eat out 80% of the time of a week. And I want to track how I progress on that. And I want to only say five days a week I'm eating, six days a week I'm eating healthy, home-cooked, really good, nutritious meals. And one day... Mm -hmm. I get my day where I go crazy, right? Or want my one meal, right? Uh-huh. I think there's the same way that we talked about. Like we we already have these disciplines that are we've been ingrained in ourselves and we've built. It's just applying it to the most important point that you talked about. We do so much of this externally for our sales partners, our business partners, the CEOs, our clients, our prospects. We got to slow down and take that same discipline and that same intentionality and that same expertise to ourselves. Absolutely. Could not have said it better. And the personal OKR framework is a genius idea. 
So, Personal OKRs. I think, hey man, we, I think we got a whole business right here. When you talk about ESG and you talk about that life balance, and this is this is this topic, right? Is qualitative in nature. We're not going to leave people with, hey, here's the ROI and the SaaS metric that you can measure that get you to scale. It's I mean, not that, man. Because I had a great mentor tell me this, right? He says, Chris, if you don't show up your best and you don't bring your best even if your best is my 50 percent right and my 50 percent is probably like people's 100 percent, right but like he said chris it's okay but just make sure you're bringing your best and it's okay to acknowledge i've been in meetings i've been on client calls i've been with partners and i've said to them hey i've not i'm not going to be in my best right now but i'm showing up this is my best. This is everything I've got right now. I want you to show that I'm do I'm being my best and giving everything I can right now. It may not be what you, it may not be my hundred percent, but I'm showing up and giving everything I have. And I think yeah. too many professionals don't want to have that conversation with themselves and just show up and just hey, this is how I'm showing up. Yeah, there's a level of facing reality that is actually helpful, right? Instead of lying to ourselves or shoving it to the side. That's the first step, usually acknowledging, okay, we're, I'm here now. That's fine. There's no judgment around that. If I don't want to be here tomorrow, what do I do next? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that self-awareness. I think that's everything, right? We're, we find self-awareness in the business. That's called insights and data. Usually we find that self-awareness. We're like, hey, like, why is revenue down like 30% yeah. in our OKR? That's where we find the self-awareness in the business. We need to take that same philosophy back into these different buckets of our lives. Hey, man, I've loved this topic so much. And one last question I have for all of our guests, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this one. The topic, life, life balance and finance, or however you see, what is your number one finance trend and why? Uh, honestly, it is this. It is paying, nice. starting to pay attention to your own well-being amidst the chaos. I loved mm. your your sharing about being on the boxing ring and feeling gassed out because you're not breathing. It, we're all in a boxing ring, right? We're all getting nice. punched left and right. Depending <laughs> on the severity of the punch or the day, we could feel that way. So right. what do we do amidst that chaos? And the reason why I say it's a trend that I see so many, you know, the fast like three, four conferences that we've seen each other at, there's been sessions on that. There's mm -hmm. more and more people who are recognizing that some of the habits of the past are not sustainable and are just not a fun way of being, right? Not a fun way of living or a productive way of living. This, none of this is about sacrificing our success or our desires, but... So often are we left at the end of the day, we achieve everything, but if we're completely gassed, our body is, is so unhealthy that it's beyond recovery, was it worth it? Maybe not. Mm. It's about the 200% in life, the 100% of outer life and the 100% of inner life. Ooh, man, email, you dropping nuggets, bro. I love it. Like, we need as finance, we need to level up to 200%, right? There yeah. is no such thing as 100. And I think it goes back to what your mentor told you, right? We spend that 100% so focused on giving that we're giving the other 100% to get the health back, right? Yeah. yeah, man. I think this topic with the continued challenge and uncertainty and just the 
overall difficulty a lot of finance professionals are making right now. We still see the reductions. We still see the difficult models and all these things that are happening inside the macro and micro economic situations. And I think a lot of times if you can take that moment and find that space, find that clarity and find that within yourself to say, you know what, I need to do this, right? I need to, for me to be at my best, for me to make sure that I'm giving my best to my team, to my family, to my career, to, to everybody, I need to make sure I do this. And being okay that you need to take that time to do that. So totally. Hey, man, your insights, always a pleasure, bro, to talk to you. If people want to learn more, connect with you, maybe research more about these tips, how you've applied it, the awesome knowledge that you've been able to share, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Uh, drop that information. Yeah, totally. I think the easiest way is LinkedIn, Emil Vasilev, E-M-I-L-V-A-S-I-L-E-V is my full name. You can find me there. And also some of these practices that I reference, they're taught by the Art of Living Foundation, which is a UN NGO in more than 180 countries at this point. And they have a big presence across the US in different cities. So check them out on the website. Awesome, man. Hey, and I recommend everybody, you always, bro. I always, I love our conversations, man, because I always take away so much viewpoints and I'm taking away things and I was sitting here looking at my notes and I'm like, dude, I'm going to put that into practice. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for your energy. Thanks for sharing this time. Thanks for sharing this space with us. Thanks for being having this honesty. Hey. Thank you all the listeners and I hope you enjoyed this fresh, this fresh perspective on life balance and uh, thank you for listening to CFO Trends. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening in. Join us for our next episode, where I'll be talking with Andrew Jepson, the CEO of the FBP team, as we talk about what gets you hired and promoted in finance. Also, don't forget to follow our CFO Trends newsletter on LinkedIn for the latest episodes and updates.